If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. Many of you may have seen the movie Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, a movie from the 1980s, where a man in this movie hears this voice that uh, nudges him, urges him to build a baseball field in the middle of a cornfield. And this voice that keeps on nudging him says to him, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. And this uh, baseball field in this movie Field of Dreams is an actual baseball field. There's still baseball games played on it. And so if you drive into Searles just down the road, you can see the Field of Dreams. (laughs) If you build it, they will come. Um, There's a similar truth spoken to each of our hearts today as well. If I Christianize that quote, if you build it, they will come. If I Christianize that quote and relate it back to our faith, that quote might say something like, if we're generous, God will bless us. If we're generous, God will bless us. And throughout the readings for today, this thread of generosity is woven. And in the first reading, we heard about the servant Amen. The servant Amen had 20 loaves of bread, and he brought this bread before the prophet Elisha. And Elisha says, feed it to a hundred people. And um, it's through this small miracle that Amen is uh, able to feed 100 people with 20 loaves of bread. And then in the responsorial psalm that we prayed this morning, we prayed, the hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs. And then in the gospel that I just read a moment ago, we hear about a young boy who brings five loaves of bread and two fish before Jesus. And Jesus is able to receive that from the boy and to feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. If we are generous, God will bless us. Today, Pope Francis has declared uh, today uh, the World Day for Grandparents and the Elderly. But also today, uh, uh, today and the rest of this week, we celebrate Natural Family Planning Awareness Week, NFP Week. And this whole week we're invited to reflect on and we're reminded of the beauty of the human body, how God has designed it and created it in such a way that it can be life-giving and fruitful. And, um, and so this life-giving and fruitfulness that comes through our body, uh, it, it, it's kind of like the boy in today's gospel. The boy brings everything he has and lays it before Jesus. And Jesus is able to receive everything that this boy has offered. And he's able not only to multiply it, but to make it fruitful and to feed uh, thousands of people. And so each one of us in our different states of life are also called to give everything we have, to lay it all before Jesus and to keep nothing for ourselves. And so in our different uh, vocations, our different states of life, such as priesthood or religious life or single life or married life, we're all called to make a complete gift of ourselves. And I think uh, one of the ways that uh, the most com- the common way, the mo- one of the most common ways that people can make a total and complete gift of themselves 
is in the beautiful sacrament, the beautiful vocation of marriage, in marriage. And it's within, it's between married couples that the Lord gives husband and wife a beautiful gift, the marital act, which, uh, which is designed by God to express marital love between spouses. And so just as the boy in today's gospel gives everything he has to Jesus, couples in marriage are also invited to give everything they have, everything. And then they receive from their spouse everything that they have to give. And so it's through this uh, giving and receiving in marriage everything that the Lord is able to make that union fruitful, to bless that marriage and they give everything they have, including their fertility. Oftentimes in the world today, fertility is seen as a problem to be fixed rather than a gift. Fertility is not a problem to be solved, but rather it's a gift from God. And husband and wife become co-creators with God when they express their love for one another. And that's what natural family planning does. NFP provides a way for married couples to speak the language of the bodies in a natural way that, pro that proves fruitful. NFP is a natural way rather than harming the body or taking in anything that might be destructive or um, harm or use the body or the spouse in any way. NFP works with the body rather than against the body. And today is a special day because today, 53 years ago, Pope St. Paul VI issued a document called Humane Vitae, which means the, uh, the human life. And in this document, Pope St. Paul VI talks about the beauty of married life, the beauty of that fruitfulness um, that comes between husband and wife when they give everything they have to the other. And we're reminded of this in love. Love is diffusive, and so the more we love, the more love expands, and the more we want to share love with others. So in this document, Pope St. Paul VI talks about the beauty of that uh, love, that human love. But then he also warns in this document on human love about those dangerous behaviors, maybe those things that harm the body, that are destructive to the body that uh, we could take in. And when he issued this document 53 years ago today, it was met with a lot of resistance and objection. And I think even today there's a, still a lot of resistance and objections because the document is misunderstood. The document, Humane Vitae, along with maybe some other church teachings, are understood by a lot of people. And so they're rejected. Uh, they, it's resisted. Natural family planning, NFP, allows married couples to follow God's design for their love and to not be afraid in being generous and giving everything they have to their spouses. NFP is a way to honor and respect each other's bodies, but also to respect our own bodies as well. And every time a couple is married and stands before the altar, they're uh, asked three questions. And one of the questions, one of the promises they make is, are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God, to raise them up according to, law, according to the law of Christ and his church? 
And it's uh, through this promise, that promise to be open to life, that new life is conceived. New life is conceived through the natural rhythm of the body. Just like our world has times and seasons to bring forth new life, so God has created the beauty of the human body that way as well. And when new life is brought into the world, uh, sometimes we might say someone conceives new life. It's from the word conceive that we get conception. Conceive, uh, from conceive we get conception. Now if someone rejects or is against or says no to a particular idea, we might say they're, con they're contrary to that idea. And so it's from the word contrary that we get the prefix contra. And so if we put, to, put the two together, contraception, against life, no to life. Every time we gather here at this Mass, we uh, come and we celebrate the Eucharist, but Jesus doesn't say no to life. If we uh, take what we've just talked about, contraception, no to life, we can also say the same about the Eucharist. Jesus doesn't contracept in the Eucharist. Rather, he's open to life. In fact, we refer to the Eucharist as the bread of life. Every time we celebrate Mass, new life is conceived on this altar. And so today, uh, we gaze upon the Eucharist, and we remember and we celebrate how Christ followed the Father's designs and plans for his human life, which proved to be fruitful and life-giving for the whole world. So as we come forward to receive the Eucharist or receive Jesus in a spiritual way, we uh, are able to receive that life-giving generosity that Jesus offers. Jesus doesn't hold anything back for himself, but rather he gives us his body, his blood. He gives us everything he has to us in the Eucharist. And so may the Eucharist be that seed of new life in our bodies and souls today as we go forth into the rest of our week and into the rest of our lives. May that Eucharist uh, be a reminder to us to share and to uh, give that generosity to be full, total, and complete in our love for our neighbors and uh, full in love in our vocations. And so may the Eucharist today bear new life in our souls.